0: Are you the type of person that has 100 ideas and they're all great but you want to do all of them now or you like to write lists, you love list making but you spend more time organising your lists and writing lists about writing lists than actually getting down to what is on the list and what needs to be done. If any of that sounds familiar, I feel you, I am exactly the same. This episode is definitely for you. I am 100% one of those people that has so many ideas, I'm never short of a new idea, a new business idea, a new concept or something that I wanna integrate into my life and my business, but I'm just all over the place with it because there's ultimately too many things I wanna do and a lack of strategy or prioritization on how I can actually achieve these things. And as I said, I love making lists. I would consider myself an organized person, but I think when you have your own business or your own quest, you need to take organisation to the next level. So I've recently implemented a new strategy which you will have heard a lot about if you are a regular podcast listener. I have alluded to it so many times because honestly it has been an absolute game changer and I I couldn't wait to share it but I wanted to wait until I got a little bit further into the process so that I can share not only the basics of what this process entails but also my mistakes what I did wrong what I would do differently and what I've learned from giving this a go so the strategy is called the 12-week plan and this is not my strategy it is a book um, a great book which I will put in the show notes and which you should definitely read I'm just going to give you my insight into it and break down the basics of it but if you're going to do this you should definitely invest in the book because it will guide you through every single step of the way So that's The 12 Week Year and it is by Brian P. Moran and Michael Lennington and again I'll put that in the show notes. So The 12 Week Year is basically about annualised planning and annualised thinking so that means we tend to think about the year as a whole and we think in 2019 I want to achieve x y and z but the book shows that there is another way we can do this and effectively get more done by thinking in 12 week years or 12 week periods rather than in 12-month periods. And I'll be honest with you, when I first heard this, when somebody told me about this, I was put off because I felt like that was trying to take away the amount of work you're doing, almost like a shortcut and make life, you know, make work less difficult and almost cheat and just, oh, you can do it quicker kind of approach, which... I'm not sure why I dislike so much. I guess that I always value the hard work and I felt that this was some sort of quick fix. Whereas I take pride in my business as I'm sure all of you do and want to experience it properly and I don't want to cut corners. But I was completely wrong. It is not about cutting corners. It's about being strategic. It's about prioritizing what needs to be done and getting into alignment with the bigger picture. I know for me that when an idea pops up, I want to do it now. And sometimes there is a lack of strategy of thinking about where does this idea fit? It's a great idea, but how does it link to my ultimate goals? And for me, the 12-week plan helps to find its little slot, find where does it belong and tie everything together. So so you're no longer just a bundle of ideas, but instead you've put those down to create a foolproof strategy to get to where you want to be. So to underline the practice of the 12-week plan, I've chosen a little quote from the book because I do love a quote. And that is, If you're not purposeful about how you spend your time, then you leave the results to chance. And that couldn't really hit the nail on the head anymore. I found that for the last sort of year or so, I have loads of ideas, as I've said, but whether they happen or not, has felt a little bit like it's down to chance. And that is not for lack of trying. You know I love the self-development stuff. You know I'm a big planner, but I think it's having a toolkit that actually works for you. That is so important in getting things done because as it says, you can have the best intentions but if your strategy lets you down, you're not going to get there. So to me, this is a great strategy that will allow you to get everything you want done but by doing less in the short term. So you'll still get all of those ideas that you have into place but you'll just learn which ones need to be done now and which ones need to be put further away into the next 12-week block or the one after that. So it starts by you setting Goals that you want to achieve by the end of the 12 weeks. It seems simple enough, but for me, this is where I went wrong the first time. I set myself too many goals, and then when I was going through the process of the plan, each week I just had too many things to do. I couldn't complete all of the tasks, I couldn't remain focused on any of them because I'd overloaded myself with too many. Then things would flow on between the weeks, meaning that each week my to do list became bigger and bigger. And ultimately, the clarity that the 12-week plan was supposed to give you was just lost. So the first thing I'll say is be realistic about the goals that you want to set yourself for the 12-week period. Think small. It's better to achieve less, but execute it really well and really strategically than to try and do exactly what I did, which is achieve so many different things and have your whole world looking different in 12 weeks because actually it will not look different. It will look exactly the same because you won't have got any of those things done. So it's better to be conservative with your choice of goals. Think about your long-term goal, your ultimate five years from now, where do you want to be? And then think about what is going to move the bar towards then, towards there, and what needs to be done now. What is something that can probably be done in a few years or in six months? But what is something that you can actually action right now? What the book explains for you to do next is to translate those 12-week goals into the tasks that need to be done. And from those tasks, it needs to become weekly actions and then daily actions. So you're starting at the top and you're working backwards to come up with your day-to-day plan. And for me, that was exactly what I needed, that every week I would open up my laptop. I'd written out the whole plan in advance, but every week I would open up my laptop and translate that week, whether it be week one, week two, week three, into my list-making app, Wonder list making app, Wonderlist, And I would therefore have all of my actions for the week, I would wake up on a Monday morning with clarity, because I'd know exactly what I need to do today. And there is a clear difference, which again, the book will explain, between your to do list and your 12 week plan. I would keep those weekly actions on a separate list to my to-do list. If something came up like, oh, I need to update this client's program, that remains on the to-do list. Whilst the long-term goal of running the website audit or something that was linking to my ultimate goal of doing a website revamp, that would be on the 12-week plan. So it's about differentiating between the daily actions, things that crop up, that just have to be done there and then to maintain the level that you're at. And then the strategic tactics that will actually move you forward to your long term goals. And that was one of my biggest lessons, because often when something pops up, I just add it to the list. And then you've got this list full of loads of things that need to be done now and things that need to be done later. Things that have to be done to keep you where you are and things that need to be done if you want to move forward. And when it's all on the same list, what you are going to prioritise? Of course, you're going to do the things that have to be done. So it sounds counterintuitive, me saying not to put them on the same list. But it means that you remain focused in the time that you have allotted, and I'll get onto this a little bit more in a second, to work on the strategic actions that move you forward. It means that you're not getting distracted by the day-to-day things when you are in that time period. Of course, you know you're going to have to do those things that have to be done. So putting it on a separate list and ignoring it for a couple of hours isn't the end of the world because you will have to come back to it. Whereas these things that are much more about the future, quite often if you get distracted from those, they'll just never happen. So before I get on to how this theory explains the use of time and the theories that it recommends that we use to prioritise our time, let's talk a little bit more about setting those goals. So as I said, they have to be realistic and they can't be trying to do everything at once, which is a trap I fell into. But the book shows you a specific criteria to use to decide on your 12-week goals. So again, I definitely recommend that you get this. So again, I would definitely recommend you get that book so you can sit down and actually work through it and go through that criteria as you write out your own goals. I will explain one part which really made a big difference to me, and that is putting in place support structures. And these are things that make it easier to do what you need to do than to not do it, which I love because... It's it's so true that we all have the best of intentions, but if there are roadblocks in the way, it's not gonna happen. We have to put things in place to make the strategy so likely to happen because things crop up and it's it's like, I imagine it as being like on an obstacle course and your goal is at the end. It's like a freaking crazy obstacle course with all these crazy like obstacles being chucked in, like fireballs and like, I don't know, paintball guns or whatever. <laughs> when you're writing out this 12-week plan, that's when you have to safeguard against this crazy obstacle course by packing everything you could need into your little bum bag to take with you. So the way that the book details your use of time is one of the perfect support structures. It's having your weekly routine that enables you to actually focus on the plan and to get the things that you need to get done. Having that in place, that acts as the biggest support structure in, in my experience And of course, go through the other ones. But let's talk a little bit more about this one, about the support structures. So their way of breaking down your time and allocating your time is called performance time. That is how it's referred to throughout the book. And that is where we block out periods in our time. And we dedicate that to our high value activities. And again, those high value activities are the ones that move the bar forward rather than keep us able to run at the rate that we are now. So to use the example again, if a client messages me and says, I need to change my slots, what availability have you got this week? Please, could you write it out to me? Normally, if that popped up, I would reply to it straight away. Now I recognize, okay, that's not moving me towards my ultimate goals. I will do that later after I finish my performance time. So they suggest blocking out the time in a few different blocks. The first one is strategic block. So that is around three three or four hours it says per week where you accept no calls no emails and you focus all your energy on your pre-planned tasks so it basically means yes if an email pops up from a client if you suddenly remember you have to order something or a meeting comes up or something you try to fit those things around your strategic block I find these really helpful because I've always intuitively known I need to go and focus and to sit down and focus to do the long-term business strategies that I want to do but as with most of us I can so easily be distracted by an email that pops up or something that I realized that day oh I'm supposed to do that today so when they go to a coffee shop to sit down to focus up on what I'm going to do well I'm confused Wh- which thing should I do first I'll do a little bit of both I'm trying to do my long-term goals and deal with any last-minute admin that pops up all at the same time and then with a lack of focus and unable to actually channel myself, channel my energy into what needs to be done. So strategic blocking just made that so much clearer for me because having it formally written out in my calendar keeps me on track. They do recommend three hours per week. So that's great if you have a full-time job, if you have other commitments. We can all fit three hours into our week, whether that be on the weekend or in an evening or waking up early before work. Three hours per week is not a lot. Personally, I have done it a lot more than that because I am fully freelance, fully self-employed, and I have more time on my hands. And the bulk of my time when I'm not in the gym is something that I want to dedicate towards my long-term goals. So for me, I've normally used four-hour blocks and I probably do that about three, maybe four times per week. I think the most important thing to do is to fit it in around you find what works for you it doesn't have to be exactly as the book recommends that's another thing that took me a little while to even out so this strategy is supposed to work for you so if it's too rigid and it doesn't fit tweak it find what works around your lifestyle and around the things you have to do the next thing they suggest is buffer blocks and that is where you complete your low value activities so maybe catching up on admin answering to any emails that might pop up and just anything unplanned And they say you only need about one 30-minute block per day. And to be honest, when I read that, I was like, there's no way I'm going to need way more than 30 minutes. But a lot of the time, that has been all I've needed. There have been admin tasks that are not part of my 12-week plan that I've had to dedicate a lot more time to. But I'd probably say that was... But when it comes to the actual buffer tasks and the admin tasks and catching up on emails, when you have dedicated time like half an hour... You'll be amazed how quickly you speed through it. I know I used to sit in my emails for a few hours because I'd be doing a little bit of that and then I'd be like, oh, I was supposed to do this today. Or, oh, I want to research into this. And that one task takes way longer because you're not focusing your whole energy on it. So the buffer blocks can be really, really productive. Finally, they have buffer blocks. This might be the block that I've really struggled to implement the most. And this is where you have three hours, it suggests, during your normal business hours to just break out and have a complete break from work. And I find this difficult because during the workday, I find that if I stop, I'm done. I can't get back into, I can't get back into the flow. So usually my day starts around between six and seven. I'll either get up and go straight into the gym for clients early mornings, or I'll get up and go straight to the coffee shop to start doing some admin. My work will run all through the day. And then in the evening, I'll have clients until around seven, maybe 8 p.m. So I have to keep my day going. Personally, this is what I found has worked for me. I have to keep going throughout that day. Because if I stop and take a long break, I might take a short break to eat and have lunch. But when I do that, I will sit and listen to a podcast in the kitchen or or sit silently. But I won't be able to go and just watch some TV or go and meet a friend without losing my flow. So I try to implement these breakout blocks in a way that would work for me and again just tweaking it to my routine by saying that my workout was my breakout block so if I was working in a coffee shop I'd take a break I'd go and get my lunch I'd sit down and eat my lunch that would take me about an hour in total then I'll do an hour an hour and a half of my workout and then maybe half an hour just to have a post-workout snack and chill so that would be about three hours. From the book I gather that you're supposed to do something completely different to work and obviously working in a gym doing my workout and being in the environment that is my workplace is not a full breakout block, but I have found that it's worked for me. So for me, I've tweaked that into coming home, coming home with the coffee shop, meal prepping, having my lunch, maybe listening to a podcast for an hour or two. That's my breakout block. But I can't personally do something completely different. So tweak them as you need to, but don't be like me and don't disregard them because sometimes I thought I really don't need that. I just can keep going all day. But what I've realized is that I do feel much better for, for using these blocks and just using them in my way because the brain, you know, we often get tired, the brain stops functioning at optimum rate and just getting a little bit of distance and then coming back makes a huge difference. And when you have so many things on your plan and so much that you're really trying to achieve, you need to be working again at optimum performance, which is why they call it performance time. So I made it a habit of going through my calendar and blocking out these blocks, looking at what time I have clients and then blocking out for the whole week where are my strategic blocks are, where are my breakout blocks, and where are my buffer blocks. The first couple of weeks that I was doing this plan, I made this mistake, I don't need to put that in my calendar, I roughly know my routine, I already go and do periods of working on my goals, I already go and do periods of catching up, I don't need the structure, don't be like me, <laughs> don't make the same mistake that I just made, because it didn't happen, it just didn't happen for the first couple of weeks, because you need that structure, and that is what the 12-week plan is for is for people that want a structure to hold themselves accountable for it's like having a coach or something it just keeps you on track and having it in your calendar that small thing that seems a bit maybe unnecessary is so necessary because when you sit down at your laptop to do some work it acts like a lesson plan when you're in school it acts like the timetable it doesn't matter if you had a long day it doesn't matter if you've got distracted if you've just had a call and now there's a million other things on your mind it brings you straight back to where you need to be so where you set yourself to be at the beginning before any of this stuff came up and got in your head it keeps you focused on the long term plan and those little things that come up they can still be dealt with that's what your buffer block is for but without that structure pulling you back in it can you could be surprised how quickly the 12 weeks can pass and none of those activities have been done so what i've shared with you there is just the baseline of something that i've learned that honestly has changed so much for me. I'm 100% going to start planning like this all the time. I'm on week five of my 12-week plan and I'm loving it. It didn't go exactly to plan initially and things have come up and things have thrown me off a little bit. I've had to go back to my 12-week plan and change some of the original goals. But there are things in place now that I've been meaning to do for months, years even, that are finally getting done. I can finally see that the steps are being taken to get that goal into place. And I don't think that would be happening for me if it wasn't for the 12-week plan. We talk so much about clarity, vision, focus, and those things are so important, but how can we maintain those without having something practical and tangible to hold us accountable to them, to keep us on track? To me, that's what the 12-week plan is. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a bit different to what I usually do, but I love talking about business and getting into the strategy side of things. And obviously... This isn't my concept, but just exploring it with you and sharing my experience of it and the lessons I've learned already has been really enjoyable. And I'd love it if you would share with me if you're going to implement this. If you want me to have a little look and see if your plan looks achievable or if from my my experience you've made the same mistake as I had and tried to do too much. By all means, slide in my DMs on Instagram, email me. And if you are going to implement your plan, I'd love to see, I'd love it if you would tag me on Instagram as you're going through this stage, or even when you're starting to get the results and reap the rewards from the plan. Don't forget to get the book because remember, this is just my brief little oversight of the book and my experience of it. But to get the full assistance and the whole process and how to detail out each of your goals and translate them into the weekly actions... It's a must read. I'll put the link in the show notes. Until next time, Grow Girls, goodbye.